Hello, our lovely Girl Awakening listeners. Welcome to 2023. I'm Jo Hendy from the Sacred Sister Project. I'm Amanda Parker of Mayala Organics. Come with us as we journey into this week's Awakening episode. I talk to a spirit. She comes in my dreams. Hello, Amanda. Good morning, Jo. Here we are again, Girl Awakening. Yeah, a bit special this morning, online again, and yeah. when we're getting to love these, like, moving into this uh, opportunity to communicate with you all through um, a little bit of text. Yeah, 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 it's beautiful. And people who aren't in our amazing creative community that, you know, we're reaching out to a lot wider. Far and wide. Oh, far and wide, yeah. yeah. Dimensions. Yes. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So we have a really special lady with us this morning. Uh, she's an intuitive energy healer, a transformation teacher, a cacao ceremonial facilitator, which yeah, we're all a bit mm, yeah, we love off. That. Yeah. yeah, and most beautifully of all, a wife and a mama. And uh, her name is Lisa Camilleri. I love that name. I have a, <laughs> I have a bit of a connection with that name. I might share for you. Yeah, later. absolutely. But um, yeah, Lisa's come across our path, and we're just really excited to bring her to you today. Mm-hmm. Welcome, Lisa. Hi, thank you so much, Amanda and Joe. It's um, a privilege to be here speaking with you both today. So thank you. Yeah, mm-hmm. welcome, welcome, beautiful. It's so lovely to have you here. Finally, we've been swinging back and forth trying to work out, oh, can we, can't we, can we, can't we? Yeah, and now we've worked out Zoom and dates have aligned and here you are. So welcome, hey. welcome, uh, welcome. Thanks, guys. We're going to jump straight on in because we've had a little chat beforehand mm-hmm. and we've stopped. Oh, it's a flow. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the question is, you know, when did your girl awakening begin? Um, well, the real awakening, um, yeah, this is a great question because I, I listen to a lot of your podcasts and and it gets me thinking, you know, when was my personal awakening? And I think a lot of it was stemmed, like now knowing what I know, a lot of it is I, you can see the pattern work from such a young age. Yeah. But really it was in 2012. Um, I met my husband, uh, who's the father to my daughter, and yeah, I mean, before that, I was really shut off. I was close to everything and just living in tunnel vision. Um, I was an athlete. I uh, represented Australia a few times at the Commonwealth Games as a squash player, and wow. that really consumed my life. So I had get this tunnel vision, and all I knew was squash and how to push my body to its limits and train. And then um, I had an injury. So it kind of, it probably started before... 2012 but I had an injury and I was out of the game for like 18 months and during the injury you know I was living at the AIS house Australian Institute of Sport House and surrounded by athletes all training coming back and forth and I was miserable just sitting there and thinking oh you know it was never getting better Wow. and I remember a girlfriend of mine said look you know you need to do something you need to get out there so I started and then I yeah I met my husband and we quickly fell in love like I straight away I felt a huge connection um and yeah I guess in 2012 we started living together and um he just opened my eyes to this whole new realm like you know we started doing night watches so we're going to Mulaney out in the hills doing some night watching oh just just for for myself and some (laughs) listeners what's night watching is that just like watching the stars or what is that yeah, it is, but it was done through um, two different ladies we were we were going with, and they would sort of set the circle, open the space, 
really set intention. So we're only bringing forth, you know, good spirits, good vibes. Wow. And literally just gazing at the stars. So we would, yeah, start like nine, as soon as the sun was starting to go down. And we would be there until 2 a.m. gazing at the stars and just seeing stuff happening in the sky, lights flashing, um, yeah, things travelling around. And, wow. And so it's fine, just, isn't it, when you're outside there in that time of day? It's beautiful. I love it even from today. Like if it's nighttime and I'm going for a walk outside, I just look up at the sky and it's just like you're just connected to these I don't know. I feel like an energy, like you just connected. And I guess it, for me, it was a it was a trigger on. There's more to life than this tunnel vision that I've been living all my life. And you know, I was to be honest, I was a bit weirded out at first. You know, I'm dating this guy, and he's like looking into <laughs> extraterrestrials and you know UFOs. And we're going night watching, and I'm like, oh, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah. Um, I was just thinking that actually, what because a lot of people when they when they first start to open. Um, it's usually a book or, you know, someone says something that que- you question it, yeah. but he's like thrown you in the deep end. It's like, hey, look up here. All the celestial yeah. connected. Yeah, and I'm, I mean, I guess for him as well, he was saying that, you know, I was his awakening. So before we met, he had a vision, he saw me, and then all of a sudden, you know, we met. And I really feel today that because um, we're such a powerful team and a family and, you know, we've done so many different things in the last 18 months, which has changed my life completely. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, we're just sort of flowing together in a way and we're just really trying to just be as open as possible and yeah. listen to source and just follow. Mm-hmm. And I think we were brought together for this special reason into, you know, doing what our future is calling us to do. But it's, yeah, like it was definitely meeting Marcus and then, you know, as you start researching and discovering things and different doors open and you just start. Um, but I was still playing squash at the time and I kept playing until 2017. Wow. So, um, yeah, and that was also special being with someone who was very understanding because, um, you know, I was away for months at a time competing and playing and, and he was really supportive from the get-go. So it was just so beautiful. Yeah. And, yeah, and then we had our daughter um, in 2019. And I think that sparked my intuition ability. I mean, I, I know I've always been intuitive, but as soon as I become a mum, I really had a strong intuition and just followed that through all the pregnancy and then bringing her up and the way we want to bring her up. And and it's like I don't even question myself. You just have this, like, deep inner knowing. And, yeah, and we've just been following yeah. that. To have um, that trust in your, in, your, in, your, in your voice and in your thoughts mm-hmm. and, and, and in your actions and follow through with your actions. That maternal, yeah. That's, yeah. that sixth sense, it's mm-hmm. a real... It's a real uh, step into that part of yourself that is always there but it takes becoming a mother to trust mm. that part of you and then for then the child if absolutely. nothing else and then you do it for yourself because it feels so right and yeah. it's funny because the different views that we have or perception we have around that like mm. for me I think straight away your partner you and then this child that's coming through that's opening up new areas and opening you up to new areas, that whole connection of the three of you. Yeah. Yeah. So very, yeah. So beautiful and very powerful. And 
yeah, once I gave birth, I was also in that time um, just, you know, it was only two years of coming out of being an athlete and I was a bit lost in life. I didn't really know. I knew I wanted to help people. So I sort of dabbled in the coaching while I was playing just to get a bit of pocket money as well because we didn't make a lot of money in squash. So I was coaching on the side and I actually felt I was probably better at the coaching than the playing. Like the playing for me, I was I had to work bloody hard. I wasn't I mean I wasn't talented at a, at a degree, but my natural personality wasn't a com- a competitor. So I had to really and it took so much energy out of me to get into that zone, especially being in a in a individual sport. Yeah, um, and squash and I always knew squash is hardcore. Like mm, it's you're fast constantly and, yeah. switched on. It's like you know mm. sports that has the highest heart attack rates. Yeah, because you know, it's so dynamic. Wow. You just pumped the whole time you don't yeah know, yeah and it, you know matches are going over an hour so you've got this full focus and I always said to myself like this is not my calling like I know I'm very good at it and I'm very good at you know dedicating myself and being um yeah 100% committed to it but I had to work bloody hard at it and and the teaching of the side of it just become a lot easier but I think it was because I was just you know, I feel like I'm a good listener and people feel comfortable in my energy and mm. and I was able to coach people differently. You know, everyone takes in information so differently. Mm. So being now where I am, I feel like the, this whole sporting journey was just a, a learning process in order to get me to where I am now. It was so many lessons and so much healing going on as well. I mean, I was, as a little girl, I had separation anxiety. Like I was so terrified and mum and dad went away. I was always had these thoughts that there'd be a car accident or something would happen. And then I was just thrown in deep end when I got a scholarship when I was 18. I had to start traveling the world on my own. It was like it, the whole process was just constantly putting me out of my comfort zone. And But I feel now that it was just a process of healing myself and learning and yeah, and then I guess during that phase, so I had Mabel in 2019, so it was only two years, you know, I was not an athlete and I started coaching and thinking, oh, maybe I was constantly thinking, what is my mission? What am I meant to do now? Like, And I think that also comes from being an athlete where you're so goal-driven. Yeah. And all of a sudden I didn't really have any goals apart from, I mean, obviously being a mum, that's a huge goal in itself, but um I felt just this inner calling, like I need to be doing something on a, on a big level and I didn't know what and what I'm meant to be doing. And then um, I came across Trev's course, Boot Camp of the Soul, and I did that. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Amazing. And it was just life transforming. It oh. definitely <laughs> mm. <laughs> it, um, so I did that in July 2020 and I had a lot of childhood trauma a bit of things that happened as well and I was still holding on to that trauma which which made me feel so stuck um, so through Trev's course I was able to process that and I moved so much energy like it was just in crazy His little fireplace where you write things and put it in the fireplace it was just brilliant and yeah. And then, yes, you know, we... I will pass that on. He loves he loves hearing the feedback, yeah. It's... Yeah, it was so lovely. And between that and obviously listening to Pete, Pete's um, podcast as yes. well, 
Yes. And so that was where I was at then and wow. it was, yeah, it was so just the timing of it was just perfect. Um, yeah. This is when you were 20, Lisa, or did you, yeah, when you were 20, yeah. No, no, so this was in 2020. 2020. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, like the timeline is just yesterday really, a blink, isn't it? And that's yeah, it. no, I think it would be, I'm 40 now, so yeah. um, whatever, mid-30s yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. so... This is beautiful because there was a whole planetary shift occurring right now of what mm. you're talking about back mm. in 2020 and you're just literally being dragged along with it. Yeah. 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 And oh, the micro, yeah, be, micro, yeah. Uh, it was crazy. And and then Marcus, my husband, he's, his name is Marcus, and then he sort of, um, I mean, he had a good job in Brisbane but, you know, didn't like it. It was just nine to five doing the thing and he was missing us as a family and we just really said look we want to be together we want to especially as Mabel was only uh, was she a year and a half or year one year old so he missed her first year of work and he hated it mm. and we started doing a vision board and our, literally our kitchen wall of our house became our vision board so we would have friends walk into our house and they'd be like you're like weirded out like what's going on here <laughs> cool. who can yeah it was the wall that you know you're there cooking meals all the time so we're like we're staring at this wall all the time let's create our vision board and on our vision board we had a um map of australia we had a motorhome um we had the ability to help and offer knowledge to people um because i really felt strong with that and yeah then all of a sudden um end of what was it so end of 2020 so i did trev's course mid 2020 then end of that year um the people we were renting the house off said um we're going to put it on the market we're going to sell the house oh. and we we're like oh maybe this is like our kick to you know do yeah. what our vision for what we we're wanting to do and oh, wow. we then started looking at motorhomes and yeah found a motorhome um literally a week from the date we had to move out of the house <laughs> moved our whole life into a motorhome and marcus said look let's just do a national squash coaching tour take oh. the family on the road and take oh, your awesome. yeah take your coaching knowledge to the people and being a squash player i knew Coming from North Queensland as well, that's where my family live, I know that squash coaches never get out to rural squash clubs. Yeah. So, yeah. So keen to want to learn and have that experience of one-on-one and, and engage. That would have been extremely rewarding, I imagine, like to connect with everybody. Oh, it was so fulfilling. Um, like I got a list of all the squash clubs that are still available and pretty much 100% of them said, yep, sign us up. Oh, so wow. we said, let's do this for a year and see what happens. So, yeah, off we went and we travelled Australia for 12 months. Um, we, I think we got to 38 centres and I think I got on call with over 600 people. So Wow. And it was so fulfilling, like just seeing people's games. Like people have been playing for years for you know fun and fitness and never ever had a lesson so the transformation like within a such a short period wow like we were there for three days sometimes five days sometimes a week depending on what the club wanted yeah um and you could just see people's energy lift their game transform the game was you know just yeah it was so lovely 
Yeah, um, so cool. What an incredible um, step into that part of you that wants to help people, like mm. to for all those years of um, being a professional athlete and and um, excelling in your sport mm. to then share that with people one on one in that way. Mm. It's a gift for both of you, isn't it? Like both. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it was beautiful um, and, you know, brought the family together. It took us out of the city, which we're so grateful for now. And we did it. The timing of it was just as COVID was hitting as well. Mm-hmm. So, and I didn't want life for Mabel to be in lockdowns and all of that stuff. So being on the road was fantastic. And we went north. So from Brisbane, we went up to Mackay, which was our first. And then we went to Ingham and... Then we went to Northern Territory. So for the whole first year, we bypassed all of COVID. Um, And it was brilliant. Like, it was just so good. But then all of a sudden, pardon? To feel so free in that time, Lisa. Yeah, and actually free is such a nice word because on on our vision board, freedom was my... my word that I had on there is I just wanted freedom for the family and... um, Beautiful. Yeah. And so, yeah, we were doing it. And then all of a sudden, after the 12 months, people said, look, come again. So we started our second lap. Um, But the second lap got a bit more difficult. Fuel prices went crazy. And people, I think, um, through COVID, people stopped playing a lot of sport as well. So it was a bit difficult. And then all of a sudden, I started getting sick. And I started getting visions as well. And and I really, in this time, I really started meditating. Most days I'd get up and meditate. And it's like I was starting to get this inner vision of I was going in a wrong direction. Um, mm. And I had a feeling, I kept saying to Marcus, I know this is not my sole purpose. Mm. I know I'm meant to be helping people at some form and way. I don't know. Um, and we also, I also saw a clairvoyant and another friend who's quite close with spirits and energy. And both of them said, wow, like you're a healer. You've got such strong healing energy and abilities. Yeah. But that frustrated me because, again, I was like, how am I meant to be a healer? I'm a squash player. Like what am I? <laughs> what do I, I do? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I had a process of writing. Yeah, sorry, I'm, just, I'm kind of hearing you like too. I'm just feeling that thing of going through the round the first time and the joy of meeting people and sharing what you do in a fresh way, in an innovative way and in the freedom. But then going back around the second time, yeah. it becomes like mundane or yeah. poor. And uh-huh. also people are in a bit of fear and, and confusion and things like that because of, you know, the, the COVID scenario. And mm. so people's receivership of what you have to offer is in a different space as well isn't it so and a also, lot of things and yeah. also spirit saying look we gave you a taste of freedom and now yes. it's time to move on to the next thing yeah. uh, <laughs> don't turn do. back around don't <laughs> yes <laughs> yes so true um yeah and I think also in that time I started putting in um squash alchemy which I started this program wow um because a lot of the clubs didn't have any juniors. So, and they were saying, look, we want juniors, the sport's dying, blah, blah, blah. So I created an online um, kind of levels program and it was also a coaching guide. So coaches or volunteers could run programs. So they had all of that. And, yeah, to get to the point where I was like, 
I don't think this is what I'm meant to be doing. I kind of felt confused. Like you said, it was very confusing. And I've created this. I've created the freedom for the family. And we're doing it. We're enjoying it. This is what we visualize. This is what we've manifested. What's wrong with me? Like, what's happening? (laughs) And, yeah, just on a physical level, I just started getting sick. I couldn't get better. Um, So it was my whole body just shutting down, saying, stop. And then I had this dream one night. I remember I was walking to coaching, saying goodbye to the family in the motorhome, and this big brick wall appeared on my path, and it said, oh. going the wrong way. Oh, no. Big sign. That's yeah. pretty, like, you know, that's pretty, uh, what's the word? It's like, you know, a significant, <laughs> significantly big message. Yeah. Yes. And I came home, and I was just crying, and I said, look, I said to Marcus, I'm so sorry but I can't do this anymore I just can't and I felt sorry because I knew if we stopped then he would have to go back into working in the matrix and yeah and that and and he just said look it's okay like if you can't do it then you're being you know you're sick and it's really causing you stress and then we change direction yeah and um and then we both said you know where do we go and we knew we knew we didn't want to go back to Brizzy We've been into Nimbin a few times. Um, we've been here camping. And then on our trip, we also stopped here for a few weeks just to have a bit of a break yeah. and fell in love with the community, just absolutely just fell in love with the people, the community. Mabel made so many friends. Oh. And we both said, Nimbin, let's go. Yeah, amazing. So, yeah, yeah. so we're still living in our motorhome. Um, yeah. We're here at the caravan park. We've been in the motorhome now for nearly three years. Yeah. Um, but this is home and, I mean, the last, like when I was getting sick as well, let's backtrack a little bit, actually, I've missed the big step. Yeah. Um, when I saw that clairvoyant, I mentioned I said, saw a clairvoyant, she said, you're a healer. Yeah. And two weeks after that, I got an email from Dr. Arena Webster. She's on the Gold Coast. She's an intuitive energy healing practitioner and she teaches people how to right, heal and how to become a practitioner. Anyway, I've been to a few of her workshops Marcus has been and saw her a few times as well anyway she sent me this email just out of the blue saying my certificate course is starting and I'm offering a small group of people 50% and you're one of those people oh <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> yep. in the universe. Oh, please take it <laughs> and I didn't have you yeah. know the money of the at the time and I said to Marcus this is the universe saying here this is and I, I can't I said I can't ignore this like I really have to do this yeah. came up with the money and then yeah did the course while we're still traveling while I was still coaching and um absolutely loved it it just opened this whole new world and going my I could feel my heart just thinking ah oh, this is what resonates so much more (laughs) breathing into that yeah and um yeah i got 100 percent on the um final exam as well and she was like you know this is pretty crazy not many people get this because i guess a lot of the people that were doing the course and a lot of people do the the course just to heal themselves yeah yeah it's a it's a it's um Often it's something that you know people would describe as their awakening moment because it, it's mm. they're looking for something to take transition them from one space to another, which mm. is kind of what you're describing as well. Yeah. But um, <coughs> often when people are 
doing those kind of courses, there's lots of distractions or there's a process involved and things mm. like that. So to kind of really dive into it and and be dedicated to get a hundred percent, it's like you're like, you know, your wings are just spread out, isn't it? Yeah. Just going, yeah, now I'm flying. I'm <laughs> yeah, a- it was, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm gonna tickle, sorry, but <laughs> Um, yeah, and then a few weeks after that, <clears throat> she said, I've got the diploma course happening as well. And, um, <laughs> so I went ahead and did it <clears throat> knowing that, you know, this was my calling and mm. and absolutely loved it, got 100% on that that and final exam as well. And then all of a sudden, yeah, we came back to Nimbin and I had to heal a bit. I was really exhausted from being on the road, running my squash business, studying and being a mum and just yeah it was quite it took a lot out of me sorry because when you said about developing your squash course your online course I mean Joe does online facilitating as well and she's developed all her own course with the sacred sister project it's no small feat Mm. to develop that um that teaching Mm. a lot of work involved and um so even setting all that up would have taken a lot of uh, focus yeah. and dedication as well. So <coughs> describing it as a step, but it's like it's a, it's a big chunk of a uh, step. <laughs> yeah, we, we did a lot. Like I, I was coaching, you know, in the towns like eight, nine-hour days. Wow. And then after that, Marcus and Mabel would come along and Marcus would be doing – so then we'd spend another two hours on filming. So I'd got stuff to do lesson plans and things for the coaches and then in my days off I was putting videos together so I was doing a lot of it I was doing everything I didn't have anything outsourced and I guess yeah so now being here in the last six months I've just cut cords with squash I mean you know so grateful for everything that it showed me everything that I've you know my heart was so open to the sport for so many years Mm. But I was just getting frustrated in the end, to be honest, um, with the industry as a whole. And, <clears throat> you know, it is a bit of a dying sport in Australia. Mm-hmm. And just, yeah, I was getting frustrated with, you know, what things are happening in the top end. And after seeing the communities and stuff, um, yeah. giving them some love and energy and seeing their little clubs transform in such a short time. Yeah. But I just I just couldn't do it with one one family, so... Yeah, and and plus the exhaustion would have been partly because there was a part of you that knew that it wasn't part of your plan, you know, Mm. part of the future plan, and you were kind of just trucking along doing what you could do in that time and you was getting zapped because you knew somewhere that it wasn't where you were supposed to be. It's almost like a pain back in a way, isn't it? Because how old were you when you started Squash Lisa? Yeah. I was like five years old when I started the sport. Wow. So that's that's like <laughs> what got you into squash? Were your family squash players or? Mum played um, socially. We're from Tully. So Tully is like the wettest town in Queensland. It really <laughs> 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 having to do indoors. Good for that. Yeah, mum yeah, <laughs> played tennis and it was always rained out and she was getting frustrated and then she just said, I might try squash being indoors. Yeah. And she loved it. We were at squash club like four days a week. And being a little girl, I was there. I grabbed the racket. I mean, I've got a brother as well, but he just didn't, wasn't sporty at all. Yeah, um, he was very good at it, but he just didn't have that focus. And but mm. I loved it, and to the point where I, you know, take a ball home and I'd be hitting against the wall at home. Oh, and yeah, yeah. 
So it was just something I loved. Um, and yeah, obviously great motor coordination skills mm. and like that and probably you know, that quick brain as well, like, you know, for those, you know, to be adept at such a young age. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, so just recently I've decided that, you know, cut cords and start this new journey. And, yeah, so it's all very new and very fresh. But, I mean, I've, you know, been doing a few sessions on people. And, I mean, my first ever session last year on someone, you know, I was nervous going into it. But it was like my whole soul knew what to do like I knew how to set and open the circle and how to work through his traumas and and as I'm doing some Reiki and energy healing and removing you know clearing his chakras I started getting visions and I remember getting this vision which I never knew I had this ability and I said to him after the session I don't know if like a green table I had this vision of like a sanded back green table and your mum being really happy about it and his just tears came rolling down and he said yeah just after my dad died I fixed this table for mum and I painted it green and it was just like wow like this is so powerful and so yeah I mean the last so affirming so affirming mm, yeah yeah and yeah so it's been just beautiful and really for me it's just been letting go and just allowing um, allowing this process and having trust in the universe and and you know when I first got to Nimbin which was you know seven eight months ago now I had to heal first because I was so exhausted from everything and I was going on these walks every morning up this hill into the forest and that's when I started listening to you guys and um, <laughs> yeah every morning I'd listen and I was getting so inspired and like really loved it and I remember just getting on top of the mountain that I used to walk up and I, I sort of talked to the universe there and I was like oh I'd love to be on the show and <laughs> and then it just like again two weeks later or three weeks later you know I, I, I think I liked your page and I sent you a comment and all of a sudden you sent me an email and I was just like wow this is Oh, yeah. oh, I am. <laughs> well, Just you, imagine you know, that feeling on top of the mountain and you calling out and we're part of that space that you're in. It just feels really amazing, Lisa. Thank you for sharing that. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for... Um, reaching out listening yeah you know just not to the podcast listening. just listening you know just uh-huh. just listening yeah. because this is the thing you know we we hear so much and we we don't listen enough we don't um you know, we, we, we brush it off as, oh, that can't be right. That's not, you know, we, we self-invalidate continually and it's so beautiful to hear you come from a background of such intense, mm. um, like high-pressure sport. And when you say, oh, wasn't that good, you were in the AIS, so I know yeah, you're, you were you're good. good. <laughs> um, and there's a lot of discipline and all of that in that sport. And that's, that's a massive um, conditioning, you know. That's a conditioning that you've been in for a long time. Mm. And to then so easily and gracefully step out of that is mm. so beautiful like you need to really I know you don't really need to do anything but um, I'd like just to say for me to yeah. ask to you to you you know that is massive what you have walked and where you are now and I would never have picked that you know just by sitting in your space you, you've got such a beautiful graceful uh, space yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah thank you yeah <laughs> And, and as I was mentioning about the with the AIS when you're describing 
as a child having separation anxiety and then to go as a teenager and be living in the AIS, mm. you know, I mean, that's, you know, we've known different children that, you know, yep. gone and done that. And it's a huge experience to move away from family and home. Mm. Be with, you know, an amazing group of people and, and dedicated coaches and things, but you're on your own, mm. even though you're with so many amazing people, you know, away from mum and dad and all mm. those things. So it was preparing mm. you. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. And look, those 17 years that I was a professional squash player, um, I look back on it now and they were bloody hard. Like, like, like every, like traveling away, being away from family, training sessions, I was constantly pushing myself out of my comfort zone. But for some reason, I, I kind of like had a love hate relationship with it. But I think it was just the whole process of, the journey of yeah growing me as a person and I don't know why I stuck with it I guess because I was good at it and I think also coming through school I didn't want I kind of knew I just didn't want to have a nine-to-five job and just be stuck and I think for me squash gave me the opportunity to have freedom. I think freedom has always been my word, yeah. even from a young girl. I kind of knew that um, and living, being in a sports career where I was travelling the world and doing what I loved, even though it was bloody hard, like it was pushing me out of my comfort zone daily. But, yeah, I enjoyed it. and It's kind of a life skill, isn't it? I'm just thinking like too, like what we're feeling about you now and your in the life that you're that is yours now like the competitiveness as an athlete and mm. you know particularly say squash or any any professional sport um you really have to rise up yeah you know? so it's that's also another aspect of you know i guess training spirit training you know rise sister rise i don't you know how where they yeah. for you now like have that competitive nature funneling into another aspect of yourself yeah it's I think also through you know doing Trev's course I broke down a lot of barriers um, a lot of that programming that I had um, sport being a very ego driven industry mm. as well um, and now as an intuitive energy healer you've actually got to be separated from the ego so it's <laughs> very different yes um, <laughs> but I think it was just teaching me and understanding what the ego was um, and yeah. what it's all about. Um, you know, you don't want to not ever have ego. It's always there. It's about having the balance. And Beautiful. and now it's the time of, you know, dropping into the heart space. So it's, yeah, it was just a massive transformation. But looking back, I'm just so grateful of the process because I definitely would not be here today if it wasn't for the sport or for all those lessons learned through it. Um, yeah, that's so beautiful. And mm. I think um, I, our questions, I think today, you know, with with some of the guests, the questions literally just flow and some of them don't really mean or are significant. But in this moment, I think they're going to be. I think yeah. the questions are going yeah. to be really powerful for you because um, it'll get, I think it'll get specific. And I think that's lovely for our listeners to hear, especially from the, the very, um, the journey you've been on has been very short. In, mm. in comparison you know and recent like, and recent so it's really beautiful and it's mm. so refreshing to hear you um so so yeah gracefully just becomes such a word for you mm, yeah beautiful um 
So when when we you have mentioned this, but it'd yeah. be good to get a little bit more specific. When did you first notice a shift in your thoughts about the world? So we, I've heard you mention the Matrix a yeah, couple yeah. of times. Yeah. <laughs> so in um in view of of that word, when did mm-hmm. you and what did you notice? I think definitely um probably when I started like dating Marcus, there was a shift on he yeah he started getting me different. Just thinking of things differently. Um, And then, yeah, like I said, you start researching and you're going through little rabbit holes and you start understanding, ah, this is, you know, how the world runs and you see such different point of views. And, um, yeah, so it was all that. But I I guess, you know, 2012 when we met each other, that was sort of the beginning of the end as we speak today with the whole evolution and, <laughs> and you know, everything happening. So, um, yeah, so it was just a process. And I think, you know, from 2012 to 2020, it was like a, it seems to be like, or 2022, it was like a decade that the universe was like opening, awakening people. And within that 10 years, like, all right, we're going to give you now 10 years to do some inner work, heal your traumas, prepare for the whole shift that's actually we're upon at this point in time so um yeah so probably when I met Marcus it started just changing and we were both then got onto that same timeline we like we were sort of on the same timeline we started then researching and discovering things together and and then when we moved into our motorhome it had a big tv and a satellite disc we got rid of all of that we said no tv let's so in the last three and a half years we've been no television um and that's been a massive i think just tv is just such bad programming it's just installing fear into people constantly so turning off on all of that turning off on all of sometimes people especially our parents um they talk about the news a lot and we go, I don't know, um, they, we might seem naive to them because we're not following the, the, the world news, but it's been the best thing for us as a family and for our evolution, yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's really lovely. It takes people years to realise that and you've done it in a couple of years. So that's, yeah. that's really beautiful. And I love the way you described like the 10-year the preparation time, like, yeah, you know, you and Marcus, the beginning of the end when you, you met um starting a whole new um chapter chapter yeah yeah what that thinks about Mm. yeah totally i mean i see now people um they've been working with with intuitive energy healing and you know we're at the point where we're on this timeline timeline of change and uh people have yeah I, i guess i'm so grateful that i I don't know, something told me those 10 years that we had to start, we just naturally started doing it. I don't know why, who knows, but it was just our process and people are struggling like at this time. It's either you start working on your traumas and start healing yourself or you're just going to become sick and people are, if they're ignoring that, yeah, they're just becoming physically sick and so, yeah, and it's hard. I mean, everyone's on their own journey. Mm. But I think people are really just fearful of, um, yeah, fearful of their shadows. 
<laughs> yeah, those, they're, they're traumas. They don't want to go there, but you actually have to go to the dark side in order to release that and go to the light. Yeah. I mean, I'm, you know, if, if they're too scared, I, I recommend Trevor's boot camp, boot camp the soul to a lot of people. I'm like, look, this is a great starting point because, yeah, yeah you just have to start. Um, somewhere. Somewhere. Mm. Yeah. Especially if, you, if, you're get, if you're getting the tap, you know, the, we always talk about, you know, the first sign is a little tap, you know, and then mm. if you don't get that, it might be a bit of a slap, you know. Uh, if you don't get that, it's the Mack truck, mm, you know. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's so true. And I got the Mack truck. I wasn't listening and then I just <laughs> got this big <laughs> stop. <laughs> and I was so sick, yeah. So that's so true. If you don't listen, you, yeah. You're going to get the Mac truck for sure, <laughs> and it's and it's the uh, as you say, like the physical um, sickness and how your body was um, talking to you, and and that's the thing, like it's the listening, but it's it's um, responding to the feelings in your body as well. It's not igno- it's not ignoring those aches and pains, and you know, mm. like you know, we have a, a great tendency in society to medicate pain away, mm. um, and you know, there's there's a place for everything, but you know, if we uh, look at things a little bit differently and we work holistically and we mm. try to understand why that pain's there there's so mm. many gifts in that question yeah. isn't it and to yeah. work you know, to support holistically and um, you know strengthen put back into our bodies rather than you know numb yeah things. yeah that's spot on there um yeah I feel like the body through pain or anything that's happening within the body depression or if you're feeling sad it's it's just signs like there's those pokes that you're talking about Joe that's telling you like something's happening and unfortunately through programming and just what we've been taught you know you run to the doctor and you get a pill and it just puts a band-aid on things and it doesn't really most I mean sometimes it might cure but most of the times it's just a band-aid and I'm starting you know understanding now through all of my intuitive energy healing like lessons and and the journey that I'm on at the moment that a lot of our you know pain and sadness or depression or anything that you're they're struggling with is energy it's actually an energetical mm. component first so it's healing that energy feel you know healing that side of it which will then heal the physical rather than trying to heal the physical which will then just bandage and put something over the energetical side of it so it's yeah yeah so when you were describing about you had that injury at for the 18 months at the AIS was that a point where you sort of started to perhaps say um like disconnect from the sport or look at the sport differently <laughs> or now you, you know, now you've not got hindsight yeah to, step out of the yeah. that or the constraint you know the, the construct of that world a little bit yeah possibly like um I also, during that time, I knew I didn't want to be just sitting. I was in a moon boot for a lot of the time. And for me, just sitting at the house, you know, watching Netflix or whatever, it just wasn't um, productive and it didn't make me feel good. So I actually knew in this time, all right, I've been wanting a website. How about I just spend this time on creating my own athlete website? So I came across this guy who could build websites. And he actually said to me, I've got this idea of creating like a Facebook for athletes. So like a social platform that athletes can promote themselves, talk amongst other athletes or coaches. So we actually spent nearly every day of my injured time, I was helping him design this platform. Wow. And it didn't go anywhere because we got to the point where 
he just ran out of money and we just, I don't know, just didn't go, yeah, it didn't happen. But wasn't supposed to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was a very good distraction yes. for you. <laughs> it was such a great distraction mm-hmm. and it taught me a lot. I actually then started getting some, you know, business um, principles, how to make websites, what to do. So then that's when I then took that on with obviously our tour around Australia. I was able to do all of the videoing and so I learned all of that without really going, all right, I'm going to do a course or I'm going to do something. I d- it just fell in my lap <laughs> and I pretty much, yeah, just dove straight into all of that and I had so much time. So I was like, let us let me dedicate this time and I pretty much taught myself and he taught me a lot of stuff. And wow. so maybe, I don't know, maybe that started things. Um, I think it definitely sparked the idea of I, I, I can do other stuff um you know life is not all about squash there's actually I can yeah branch out so it did start opening and broadening my horizons I guess yeah when you have that physical channel that you're you know I mean it's one it's hard to stop being so physical and so active Mm. that's a withdrawal process in itself but then as you say to then discover that there's other parts of yourself yeah <laughs> that you have other skills yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, so, yeah it's been a bit of a like you say I mean I was going to say a process but I mean you sort of say Joe it's such a short if you think about it like it's had so many different changes in such mm-hmm. a you no know, short time so yeah mm-hmm. you're being compressed into becoming who you are yeah <laughs> it's like to a lot of us right now it's like a funnel you know where We've mm. kind of had this space around us and now the funnel's getting thinner and thinner. Mm-hmm. It's very the, pointy. Yeah, <laughs> we're down to the pointy end. Like, oh, yeah. Just oh, yeah. uh-huh. a couple more breaths and yeah. push. <laughs> like giving birth, giving birth to the new year. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. we haven't we haven't touched base on the cacao yet. So oh, oh, we'll come to it. Yeah, we'll come we'll to, get to it. We'll yeah. get to it. So yeah. what, what kind of... <laughs> Have we really covered, we covered that? Yeah, Should I think we, we have. Yeah, I think we can, yeah. Have you decided to change anything? I mean, we know you've made some massive changes, <laughs> but uh-huh. what about, you know, as, like food or like have you, mm. yeah, so those type of things. Yeah, well, food is my, my intuition's calling me on food at this moment. I keep ignoring it because I love food. <laughs> That's really like seriously we've been talking about this yeah. where it's, it's yeah. such a big addiction for us because we write it off as oh that whatever fast food or whatever it is it won't hurt I've you know I've only got this moment kind of thing mm. blah 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 blah, mm. blah but it has such a an effect yeah. on us. And it, it does I I've had for a few months my like an inner knowing saying I need to do a detox so yeah. I've been I've done a little like two-day detoxes and stuff, but I feel like I need to do a massive um, detox. Yeah. And I have heard of the Zen cleanse. It's like a... Oh, no way. We haven't just done asked, it. We just got asked to do it. <laughs> yeah. That was awesome. like, oh, my God. Like yeah. it's, it looks amazing, but it's, you know... Such an incredibly well-thought-out program. What the people behind mm, them obviously absolutely. put so much into how yeah. they create Yeah. I think for me doing research as well like having the herbs that have been fermenting for so many years to me that just resonates yes it really cleanses out all your you know intestines takes a lot of the 
plaque and build up, you know. So I feel like I need to do something like that. I haven't done it yet. It's like um, a feel of cleanse, isn't it, that one? I feel yeah. quite yeah. Quite transformative yeah. on every level. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Um and my body's been saying also to eat less meat and I'm in that process of, you know, eating a bit more seafood and a lot more veggies and just cleaner food really. So I have been getting a lot of intuition. We had um, a really bad flu like a couple of months ago. I still have this like heavy chest, hence the cough recently. Um, and I've been having like dreams and like again another inner vision of mushrooms. So I wasn't. Like, you know, I hop on YouTube, I'd get all these mushroom documentaries and, and I was really trying to figure out what's it, you know, what is this telling me? Am I meant to be taking mushrooms on a medicinal sort of purpose or am I meant to be going to sort of like a ma magic mushroom to get more in the spiritual realm? And I wasn't sure. And then my lungs from the flu a couple of months ago have been really heavy. And then I had a dream of like these pores going down my throat and then my lungs just like going, <gasps> I can breathe again. And then anyway, I started researching like mushrooms with pores and cordyceps. If you turn the mushroom over, they have pores rather than gills. So I went into the local apothecary up the road and I said, oh, I don't know much about this, but I've been doing some research and I had this vision. And she said, yeah, well, cordyceps do a lot with immune system, this and that, but it's also with lung like bronchial infections and oh, yeah. amazing. Amazing. so three days ago I purchased that and I've been taking my cordyceps and I'm starting to feel it shift so mm. yeah I so yeah just really um just trying to listen to my intuition as I much as I can say, that's all you need to do your dreams mm. and your intuition is so strong like yeah. you know I yeah that's so beautiful and it's you know it's not I'd like it to be very common, but I don't think it's that common. You know, everybody has their individual kind of thing that happens to them, but that's just such a calling for you. Yeah, and it's such a new thing. So I'm like, it's not that I don't trust it. I'm fully in trust. Yeah. But I get these things and go, no, nah, that can't be right. <laughs> and then it's like my head um, overthinks, it yeah, overthinks it or something. Yeah, absolutely. So the whole sort of process is I try and just be as open as I can to it and follow it because each time I followed it, things have happened and it's been right. Um, also, I, I try and do a process, like once I get those visions, I then drop it into my heart space and just see how it feels. Yeah, and if I get this like buzzy, happy feeling in my heart, then I know that it's the right thing. Um, so just learning from all of that. But I really got to protect my space as well. Like I'm starting to find if people around me are gossiping or I'm, um, getting drawn into just drama, then I get shut off to that. So, yeah, yeah I've got to be really aware. And if I am, you know, if with some friends and all of a sudden they talk a bit about drama and blah, 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 I sort of got to withdraw myself, yeah. ground myself and just really go <laughs> up. It's more about just not having emotion, the connection to it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. It's so beautiful. I love um, the other thing too is with, with you, Lise, is that there's a beautiful purity, like, mm. you know, for instance, I you know I've been I've been I don't know whether you call it studying, learning, you know, like inhaling, um, inhaling <laughs> wishing, praying, you know, for and reading books and doing mm. courses and doing this and this and that, and you can that can actually, um, you know, like cloud you 
like it, it can mm, it can clutter you yeah. and make things ha- hazy where mm. you're it's you don't there's nothing you know it's like very pure in you mm. and it's just like you're oh yeah I had a dream about this and this and this and that and it's like just so pure yes it's <laughs> and it's it reminded so yeah there's a, a beautiful girl Nikki Simmons who came on oh, at, right yeah. at the beginning and she was similar in that she works a lot on alone and where she's at in a beautiful place with her kinesiology and we'll say interdimensional work that she does. Yeah. Um, has kind of, she's kind of chosen to stay um, learning direct from source. Mm. Um, yeah. The simplicity, the simplicity of, that. of it. Yeah. And, and, it, it, and, and as you're saying, like with the cordyceps, like there's the, every now and again, she gets a little affirmation of how perfect that is because um, that's her greatest teacher and she's not kind of getting distracted or yeah. comparing herself yeah it's more of a, mm. you know, a direct line yes. it's almost like a direct line <laughs> yeah so beautiful yeah. yeah and I mean I've you know I've done a lot of like through my whole awakening the last few years I don't know whether this has helped but I have done a lot of like I used to go to bed most nights and we still do with something playing in our ears and yeah. a lot of the times I would do like chakra clearings and opening up so I can get divine energy to come through. And oh. I'd, I'd just Google on YouTube, you know, some great nighttime chakra clearing or divine energy meditation. So I have done a lot of that. I don't know whether that's probably helped oh, or. Uh, absolutely. It all, it all helps, seeds. yeah. Mm. And then you, yeah. you're the one that nurtures the seeds for them to grow. Because yeah. listen, before you mentioned that, or Joe brought that up about, you know, the purity I was thinking about people like um, Carolyn Miss, who's a, an amazing um, medical mm. and uh-huh. medical medium even, which is like, you know, through social media has reached so many people with, yeah. you know, foods for healing and, mm. and um, you know, uncluttering the body on a cellular level and things. Oh, mm. yes. Also the cards that we, the cards that we pulled today for, for you is the ocean, the angel cards, yeah. the ocean. And cleanse and detoxify. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, so just, yeah. But then and it's know. funny the ocean because I said to Marcus, <laughs> um, we need to go to the beach before it gets too cold again. So I was like, next <laughs> week we gotta go to the ocean. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> How far is Nimbin from the ocean? So about forty minutes or something, is it? Um, I think it's about an hour to Byron. Yeah. Okay. About an hour and fifteen, yeah. Drive. Yeah. And and I've been going down to Nimbin recently for for some um, you know different some people down there and every and Joe's travels a bit with with Trev they do um, out into the country mm. Um, mm. Um, experiences and we've talked a lot about you know when you come into these places where you know um, and Nimbin is like in the where it is in the um, in that volcanic area and the, the the scenic rim, mm. the, the minerals and the soil mm. and everything, like the energy there is just you feel it when you come into that space. And yeah, yeah it's very grounding, but it's also I don't know. There's something else like about it. It's, yeah, yeah, I feel like that. Yeah. So yeah, when you go to country and like even that, as you said, when you went in the Maltraheim around mm. Australia and had that freedom, the space around you and the Northern Territory. Um, there's a calling as a for calling. that sacred space for you guys by the sounds of it. Yeah, I think so. I mean, a lot of I know a lot of people come here for healing. Um, yeah. It is a very grounding, and like you said, the volcanic, um, there's a lot of energy here. So, yeah, definitely people come to the area for, for healing. 
one mm. way or the other. Um, yeah, so it is pretty pretty powerful. Uh, yeah. So do you feel like my roundabout way of bringing that in was that uh, do you feel that's like grounding but also activating for you? Do you feel like since you've been in Nimbin for for this time and is that's kind of activated you more? Yeah, that's so beautiful. I hadn't really thought about it, but yeah, I think it has because um, I know as soon as we got here, my heart just, I really had a, like a real drop in with my heart. I could feel all of a sudden, and then I never had this feeling before. I mean, I've traveled the world and squash, and, but I just had this deep feeling of, oh, this is home. Like it was just, yeah, it was just straight away we, I had it. I think Marcus also had the same feeling. So it was just beautiful, and we just had this knowing of this is where we need to be. So, yeah. I love that. That's mm. such a um a beautiful feeling when you can find somewhere that feels like home. Mm. Yeah. So I guess that brings us to mm. yeah. Um, you know, what have you had to give up, like people or things to mm. be where you are now, who you are now? Yeah, well as I mentioned already, it's squash, the squash world, the squash industry and I was sort of still going, oh, maybe I can still do my junior program. And and even when we got here in Nimbin, I noticed there was nothing for, like, Mabel, she's four years old, and a lot of the sports in the area, you've got to be five into order to, you know, start. So I said, oh, maybe I can start. There's no squash courts here, but I got some insurance, and we got set up to do, like, in-the-park activities, like coordination activities and fundamentals and stuff for littleies. So we did a six-week program. But as I was doing it, um, I could feel straight away that, no, I need to cut ties. I need to leave this whole sort of sport industry behind in order because it was sort of draining me and it wasn't – it was taking my focus and energy away to where I need to be. Um, and then the parents were quiet because I just started it and they were like, oh, you're going to sign up again. So this was over the Christmas holidays. You're going to do a term program. <laughs> and I just, yeah, and I just, I was just honest. I said, look, to be honest, my heart's just saying no, I can't do this. Uh, and if I'm not into it, if I'm not 100% into what I'm doing, then I'm not going to be giving the kids what they need. So yeah. it's time. So, yeah, it's been recent. Beginning this year, I made a, just a cut from squash. So I had to break away from that. Yeah. Um, with that, I sort of realized as well that, actually don't have many friends from, you know, a whole era. Um, you know, there's still a few people I keep in contact from squash, but a lot of them were competitors. So you actually so don't have too many friends. <laughs> um, and you, know what, you know what I found too? That's fantastic. Yeah. Mm. So you just you really have to be true to you and you can't just keep playing a game that doesn't fit to your narrative anymore and it's just yeah. not, you know. Um, 100%. You, if Source is your greatest friend, then mm. you're fucking killing it. Yeah. Working yeah. <laughs> really hard to get to <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, since I've been dishonest with myself, I've made, you know, so many friends being in this community. Nimbin here is just beautiful. So starting to make new friends, which is great. But also identifying that a lot of the people that I'm really connecting with are actually my energetic family. They're my soul family. Like I just yeah. have this, um, 
yeah, I'm starting to connect to people on a, on a deeper level. And you just realize that, ah, these are my, soul, this is my soul family. These are my soul friends. So yeah. it's beautiful. Um, yeah. And they'll call so, yeah, you. It's been, and they'll yeah. tell you when you need to move here and they'll hold you in and they'll give you space and uh-huh. yeah, yeah, all those beautiful yeah. things. Yeah. And just no judgment. Like, you know, just be your tr- true authentic self, which is just beautiful. Yeah. No, absolutely. And that's freedom in itself as well, isn't it? Uh, Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I think as well, like being in this, you know, intuitive energy field where I'm working with people. Yeah. You see a lot of people, they just, so, I mean, I I don't really particularly like calling myself a healer because I think we all have the ability to heal. So all I'm doing is I really hold space and I give people the protocols and how to shift trauma and how to, to actually just be their true self because so many people live behind these veils and and just not being their true authentic self which is yeah which is a little sad because i think um you know for me as well i've always been wondering what's my mission in life i think through my career i was always what am i meant to be doing and it's just since i've been dropping into heart space and listening to my intuition our whole mission is to just live through unconditional love yeah and when people aren't their true authentic self, you can't do that. So it's a matter of helping people do that so they can just be their true authentic self and live unconditional love as best as they can. Yeah, as best as they can. I love how you said that because I don't actually think that any of us have felt the true essence of love mm. that no. may be coming into and, you know, that's what's mm. so beautiful in itself that mm. And I think it has so many layers. I think when you come to a point where you think, oh, I really feel like just so much love, I think you can always put another layer on that and continue to just keep growing that unconditional love. So it's just a, a journey in itself, which is beautiful. Absolutely. It just keeps, it's like it just keeps, you know, yeah, like that the, the, the space around you that's filled yeah. with that resonance, that energy just keeps getting bigger and bigger and, yeah, mm-hmm. I, um, yeah. As you're saying that, actually, I just get this tingly feeling, um, Amanda, of just, yeah, it's beautiful because it's just, yeah, expanding. It's lovely. Expanding, yeah. And the work that you guys are doing, like putting these podcasts out, you know, it's it's a rip, such a ripple effect of it's spreading that love, so it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, we love we love it. Oh, we do? <laughs> <laughs> we love it. Yeah. Oh, so beautiful. What do you do now, Lisa, to, to support yourself in staying in the moment? Um, definitely meditation. I know if I don't get up in the morning, I sort of do a ritual, putting some frankincense out, doing a bit of burning, whether it's sage or palo santo, just clearing the space. And I just sort of try and so I get up around six o'clock when Mabel's still asleep and just set the day. It just sets my day so nicely. Um, I feel if I don't do that, like last week I didn't do it at all, whether I just got lazy or busy, I don't know. Um, I just have, yeah, the days just don't go as smoothly, like it's not in flow. Yeah. And as soon as I do my morning meditation, um, it just definitely sends the day, sets the day up. I feel a lot better within myself, happier. It's like, I, it's like my vibration is just higher. So that's definitely a thing that I do. Water, um, drinking lots of water. I find if I don't drink enough water, um again it's just bringing my energy down my vibrations sort of lower and i feel um 
compressed. I don't know. Like, so definitely drinking a lot of water has helped. And yeah, they're the two main things that I kind of follow. Yeah. And that doesn't need to be complicated, does it? Like, like it just, you know, highly resonating is highly effective. Mm, 100%. I think um, just making time for yourself. You know, people go, I can't meditate. I don't know what to do. Mm. Even just making the time for yourself. I mean, drawing is a form of meditation. Like if that's your thing, it's just setting that time. Um, But another thing connected with meditation is being grateful. Um, I, I see so many people just being, they see you know, whether you're looking at the negative side of things. But if you're in that sort of stuck moment as well, as soon as you think of, you know, what am I grateful for? I've got a roof over my head, I've got a beautiful family, I've got water I can drink. Even just little things like that, just all of a sudden it just changes your mentality and it lightens your whole perspective of everything. So, yeah. And I guess in a way what you're also describing is, as you know, it's a simple life, mm. but it's very full. It's an abundance, isn't it, that mm. you're feeling within yourself in this mm-hmm. simple, yeah, so. Yeah, um, abundance is one of our birthrights, I truly believe, yeah. and we only complicate things. Um, you know, like, like you said, life is simple. If you can be open and break down the ego, break down, you know, what am I meant to be doing? The ego is the only thing that has a start and an end. Like life doesn't really have a start and end. It should be just being in the present, in the moment, and just going within. And, yeah, if you're, if you're doing that, abundance will come through. Abundance will be, yeah, sent to you. So, yeah. And it's not just mm-hmm. in the way financially. Like I think a lot of people will uh, relate abundance to being financially abundant, but it's like abundance can mean in every way, you know, mm. love, in uh, food or in um, just life in yeah, general. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we were teaching um, teaching our daughter this the other day. She just turned four last week. And at that age where they don't want to share their toys to people. And, yeah. and anyway, this neighbor was here and he really wanted one of her toys. And we said, look, give them the toy and you will receive something in return. Like this is what happened. Give something, something, and you'll get, abundance back to you in some way or form so anyway she gave them okay finally gave the toy and later on that day they must have went to the shops and they came back with a little gift bag like with all these little gifts for her balloons and drawing pencils and then she she was like oh wow and then we said yeah (laughs) see abundance has come to you (laughs) (laughs) how beautiful to teach them at that age that is just divine yeah, yeah. Now she's looking for that everywhere. Yeah, like, exactly. hey, would you like a minute? <laughs> <I> yes. <laughs> Back. <laughs> now you're looking for it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's a trick to this. I can't be expecting mm. it. <laughs> That's so beautiful. So, so when you you mentioned before about um, because uh, about the cacao ceremony, like yeah, and. And um, we were asking about um, what do you do in your day for, to to support yourself? Like, do you, is, is is ceremony an aspect of that? And yeah, I probably. And, mm. Yeah, definitely. In my morning ceremonies mostly just you know, um, incense, and then I meditate. I do a cacao once a week, mm-hmm. and I mean cacao again, you know, has been such a new thing for me. And it's when we arrived in Nimbin eight months ago, um, just 
I don't know, I think through Instagram, I come across a cacao page and I was like, oh, wow, what is this cacao? Like I had no idea and started doing some research in it and then I went into the Nimbin Herbs shop and it was like I've been in the shop a few times before and never noticed the cacao Mm. shelf. And all of a sudden this day, it was like the cacao block had like the sun ray around it. (laughs) I was like, like, oh, ceremonial cacao. Okay, I'm going to buy this. I bought the block, came home. Um, did my first ceremony with Marcus and straight away I just felt it in my heart like such a powerful heart opening medicine and then yeah through another you know intuitive sort of voice just said you know I need to start studying this and share this with people Um, so I did an online course and then became a facilitator for it Um, and then I remember like just before Christmas, I was saying to some friends, like, I really want to do start doing kick-out ceremonies in town. No one's doing it in Nimbin, and I think it would be a great thing for the community just to hold space for people and create yeah. um, a healing space. And and then I went to a barbecue, and there was this guy playing some music, and he had a beautiful recorder, and the music was just so soul-touching. And I went home and I really dropped it in my heart space. I was like, I need to contact this guy. I didn't know him. And I said, I loved your music last night. I was at the barbecue wanting to hold cacao ceremonies. Would you mind being sort of music with the ceremony so we can help journey? And he just said, yep, I'd love to. And then then I come across Creation Cacao as a company in Yukai. So they source their um, cacao from South America and – they said, oh, I said, look, I'm wanting to do some ceremonies, blah, blah, blah. They said, we'll send you some samples. You can try it. And I just loved their product. It was beautiful. So that's the cacao I use. Um, we ran one, our first ceremony last month, and we've got our next one on Sunday in town. So, yeah, um, yeah it was beautiful. Wow. Really just holding a space, really holding space for people, um, setting intentions, you know, teaching them how to set intention into the cacao. Um Last month it was all about what did we do, like dropping into heart space and trying to shut the mind and listen to the heart uh, a little closer. And we drink cacao and then we just lay for 20 minutes. There's some beautiful music being played in the background and that really helped a lot of people as well. Like through sound journeying, they healed a lot. Um, yeah, I have a different few different things. I normally have a few notepads around, a few call to draw or write something because things always come they feel free to do that. Um, but, yeah, it's just a beautiful hour space that people can meditate and set intention and enjoy some delicious cacao. <laughs> yeah, that's so amazing because, you know, I've, it hasn't, it's not one of the things that it's come across my space, but just recently I was like, oh, I'd like to try some, try and get off coffee and maybe replace mm. it with cacao. And mm. I ended up with Creation Cacao. Out of yeah. all the ones, wow. that I, can't, I can't believe you just said that. Um, so I, yeah, I've been making them for Amanda and I each time we do a podcast. I bring one in and I'm like, "Good, oh, good for you!" Yes. Yeah, we drink it before we do the podcast, and it's just such a beautiful, beautiful space. And um, you know, just that little, it feels very luxurious when you're drinking it. You know, yeah, yeah it does. Very, it's very, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, so Creation Cacao is my second that I tried. The first block that I bought uptown wasn't that brand, but I feel Creation Cacao is just beautiful. It's creamy, yeah. um, it's chopped up, as ready. Like the first one I bought was in a block, so I had to grate it and chop it up. It's just all chopped up, ready yeah. for you. And, yeah, it's, I don't know, I feel it. 
I can feel it tingling in my heart and within my body as well. It's just beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I really like it. There's another one that comes from because um, obviously, um, you know, with, with the cacao coming from uh, South America, it's an ancient tradition of, of ceremony and things like that. But there's some beautiful cacao that's been growing up in North Queensland as well. I think it's Soma. Oh, yeah. oh wow. and, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, and, well, uh, they were my. They were going to be the person I actually contacted before creation cacao because I wanted something locally. I really yeah. wanted it from Australia. Um, and they, I think they've got like Mexican, South American, and North Queensland. You can actually get a pack with all you know different ones that you can try. <clears throat> but the North Queensland one, they seem to be whether it's only a small farm, they seem to be out of stock a lot. They don't so, grow. Yeah. I was yeah. just before you're talking because I was looking up because um, I remember someone when my, my first experiences with cacao um, the person talking about theobromine one of the properties in cacao and yep. the meaning of the word theobromine is um, the Greek roots um, theo meaning God and broma meaning food so it's food of the gods wow yeah uh, and that's yes. part of the aspect of the ceremony is that it's connecting you to spirit and connecting mm-hmm. you to God's source yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it's, it's, it's the Aztecs and the Mayans, they, you know, traditional tribes long time ago, yeah, they called it the, the foods of the gods and they used the, the cacao to bring people together and, and yeah, drop into heart space. Mm. Yeah. So beautiful. Amazing. So, again, that's that heart space that you're mm. feeling really expanded. Yeah. Feeling really Yeah. Expanded. Yeah. So yeah, cool. excited for our ceremony on Sunday so that's yeah I'm excited to see some of the video with that absolutely yeah there's any listeners that are down that way make sure you um check it out oh actually this podcast is coming (laughs) (laughs) that's all right I'm planning to to do one once a month so it's going to be an ongoing thing yeah Yeah, what a good excuse to just come down to that part of the world and be away from the world and so beautiful and have yes. an experience that is um grounding but at the same time you know uplifting, uplifting. And, yeah, yeah connected mm. so gorgeous yeah That's so last one yeah so that kind of leads us into like how do you see the world now and what do you see ahead for us with the world yeah I mean I truly believe it's such an exciting time to be a part of this you know evolution being here mm. um I think you know we're going through such a tra- you know process of moving and um changing and people don't like a lot of change which is the you know where we're getting stuck but if you can yeah just start processing your layers if everyone can just start processing their layers and facing their fears and you know processing that into allowing more light in um the more people that can face their dark side and and let light in as an as a human, you know, the whole human consciousness will lift. So I don't know. I, I was talking to a friend the other day and I, she's lovely to talk to because she just sees things such on a positive note. And I was sort of saying like for our children, I feel like their life is going to be so different. It's just going to be beautiful. Like I really feel that world is changing in such a great way. Um, <clears throat> I think, you know, I think we'll definitely see it I'm hoping I see it in my lifetime, just a whole new transformation where, you know, we're living in a lot more freedom and being able to be the true creators that we are and create what we want to create, you know, through heart space and live that life. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it, I just think it's all positive. 
Um, and I feel that, yeah, I really feel that we're going in the right direction. Um, I think your so light's you feel, helping like, happen, Lisa. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think your light's helping it happen, Lisa. Yeah. Pardon? <laughs> I think your light is helping it happen, Lisa. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's all, it's all about the collective, you know, it's uh -huh. about collective consciousness and everybody coming together and, um, you know, supporting and uplifting and staying true to who they are and it's a very internal, you know, change. Mm -hmm. But um, you're a beautiful example of that and we just need more people that are listening to their heart space and, mm, and, yeah. um, and showing and leading with light. Mm, thank you. That's so beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess my last words to people is just don't be fearful. Like, really, it is hard because you have to such a change. But, yeah, just process little steps at a time. Just start, um, whether it's through meditation, whether it's through even just, you know, turning off the news, um, yeah. anything that's drawing in fear and and just creating your own little bubble <laughs> and fill that bubble with what makes you feel good. Um, so use your kitchen wall more effectively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What a wall we can make more more creative. Yeah. One of the what I get from when from this sharing with you this morning, Lisa, is just that like what you said, you know, the gift of you like what you've gifted yourself, like entrusting yourself, listening to self and feeling into yourself and mm. what that's brought forward and how that's guided you mm. um, is really leading you to a very powerful, into a very powerful space, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely, 100%. Yeah. So yeah. beautiful, so beautiful. Well, we're going to put everything mm. at the bottom of the podcast so people can actually connect with you. Um, awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm loving and I'm so, um, I want to say grateful, but I'm, um, oh, I'm going to say grateful. Yeah, grateful. That, I, that you um, yeah. dropped squash yeah. and chose uh, this part. <laughs> yeah. Because um, it's, you know, you're such a breath of fresh air and, mm. and just the simplicity of, of who you are and where you're going and what you know is so beautiful. Oh, and, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank but you. I really feel that I really feel that um power behind you as well. Like because and I and I, I'll come back to it again, like where what where this sport's giving you that strength yeah. and focus mm. and determination. I feel like that's just gonna continue being channeled into this area of your life where you are now. And 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 I was laughing a little bit when you were saying about the, the children's, you know, I mean it's an amazing thing to offer those children's um courses and things like that but your spirit's just saying yeah we've but we've done this skill we've, we've, we've nailed this you know and there's a narrow path yeah. but this expansion over here for all that you know that gift that you want to give people yeah. and helping people you know like you are helping the children and giving them something but we've got you know you can do this over here you know just really mm -hmm. feels like there's this this mm. big space and maybe the yeah each month is yeah I, I see a vision for my future like I see myself um it's like they've, I've got children and families that in front of me and I'm teaching them how to do things like I have this vision of so it's funny like when I was you know coaching kids I mean I was coaching adults as well but I had a real connection with coaching kids um 
how that's transformed and then all of a sudden going, no, it's, you're not meant to be teaching them this. You're meant to be teaching them something else. So yeah. it's like it's, yeah. Um, yeah, I've always had this vision, but it's just not having, having the knowing or the, like what I'm meant to be doing, but it's starting to unfold. So, yeah, yeah. that's beautiful. And you can only just trust, can't you? Yeah, definitely, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Was it there when you were out, um, when you were first traveling? Wasn't what you called the children's squash squash alchemy? Um, squash alchemy was our program. Um, yeah, with alchemy in itself to align with squash is kind of like you know <laughs> there was yeah. two there, right anyway, yeah. wasn't it? You know? Yeah, it was funny. Like not many people knew what the word alchemy was, and um, I didn't want academy because everyone says an academy, and it was it, for me it was the whole word of alchemy is a transformation. It's bringing something that's, you know, not so good and then creating this much better version of it. So the word alchemy, Marcus actually came up with it. And when he said it, I was like, that's perfect. Yeah, squash alchemy. And remember Channel 7 followed us around a little bit and we're on the tour and they interviewed and, yeah, the question was like squash alchemy, like what's this, what's Mm -hmm. this word and what does it mean? And, yeah, for me it was just the transformation of, creating better better squash players um but now i'm just trying to create people to become better within themselves and then have that trust and that love so yeah so maybe it'd be life alchemy from now on or something like that or grateful yeah 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 well i think the next i mean i see how i this year for me it was sort of like mabel still at home and i think she's going to start kindy next year um, I mean, we always thought I was going to homeschool her, like I was always wanting to homeschool. But she's such an outgoing kid. She really wants to go to school. She's like, yeah. I want to go to school. So, you know, I can't hold her back. If that's her desire and that's what she wants to do, then, you know, we can put her into school. And there's a beautiful barefoot community school in Tuntable here. So we're going to enroll her there. So for this year, for me, it was just, you know, still learning, still just developing me and putting my name out there, um, meeting people, starting some cacao ceremonies, doing my sessions, and and then hopefully for next year I can have 100% when she's at school, I've got a bit more time, and I can really dive deep and then creating my website and stuff next year. So maybe alchemy may be connected in there somewhere. Yeah, so. absolutely. I think it has a very strong vibe with you. So watch mm. this space, Lisa. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much for today. It's been incredible. Um, we've finally got together, which is fair. Yeah, thank think. you for your patience. <laughs> oh, oh, no problem, no yeah, problem. it's perfect. And, and, and just, um, you know, from 2020 to 2024. Mm. Mm. Amazing. Yeah, next year will be, uh, yes, look yeah. forward to talking to you maybe some more about. Yeah, what- definitely. would love to touch, touch base again for you guys at some point. Come down for some cacao. Yes. Yeah, (laughs) please do. (laughs) Absolutely. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you for listening. And remember, all links to our guest are in the notes. Leave us a comment here or message us on Instagram how our guest today connected with you or perhaps something you wish to share. A special thank you to the blissful Ksenia Luki for our theme song. Joe and I will be with you next week. Bye. Ciao. She teaches me lessons. And boy, does she sing. Her voice sways like a hummingbird, flies like a shooting star. She whispers, You were never born, so you will never die.